to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. This month, we're highlighting the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii's education and workforce development efforts. And our guests this morning include Lord Ryan Lizardo. As the Program Manager of Work-Based Learning, Lord Ryan Lizardo is responsible for connecting schools and businesses for a seamless workforce development opportunity. He creates access to partnerships and resources to develop a pipeline from middle school to high school to post-secondary in order to nurture Hawaii's work. Geraldine Valencia is the Academy Coordinator at James Campbell High School and has a strong passion for creating opportunities for students to be career prepared. Her most recent accomplishments include developing and implementing James Campbell High School's work-based learning internship program. And Kim Vertudazo. Kim Vertudazo has taught English language arts at James Campbell High School for the past nine years. She's an alumni of Waipahu High School before earning her bachelor's degree in English and master's of education in secondary ed from Hawaii Pacific University. Welcome all of you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having Thank us. You. So work-based learning. I think just that phrase gives us an idea of what we're going to be talking about this morning. But Lord Ryan, would you explain to us what is work-based learning? Yeah, of course. And thank you for that wonderful introduction of my role. I was like, oh my gosh, that seems, <laughs> that's great um, to hear my you. Um, whole position out there. Um, but yeah, work-based learning essentially is those experiences for students that bridges education and industry. Um, so we want to make sure that our students are really career ready and pre- prepared for our local workforce. But whatever workforce they're going into, but hopefully the work, um, local workforce. So that includes some of those um, opportunities such as internships, um, um, virtual field trips, guest speakers, all from industry that helps connect and bridge that gap between students um, as well as the industry that they are passionate about and want to go into. So every industry, any industry, what particular? Yeah, we we look for a lot of different types of industry partners because we notice that some of our students, right, are really doing that career exploration when they start even from eighth grade um, and uh, into high school. And so you're going to learn a little bit later from Geraldine and maybe Kim about um, what our academy pathways look like at our local high schools. And so we look for this wide range of industry partners to connect our students to, to make sure that they have those um, industry connections and that knowledge. Geraldine, why is it important to invest in this? I mean, there seems to be so much going on in the high schools right now. A lot of focus on growing natural talent, homegrown talent. What's the importance of it? It's so important for our students to gain real-world experiences through the work-based internship uh, program. It gives them the opportunity to learn about um, the skills in different industries. They can decide whether or not that's something that they want to do or it might be something that they don't want to do, which is completely fine. And exactly like what Lord Ryan just mentioned, um, it's completely exploratory. We want them to gain skills that will help them in the workforce, um, as well as the employability skills. So through our internship program, a lot of our students share the importance of learning skills that are transferable, such as communication skills, work ethics, time management. Um, Those are things that don't apply to a particular industry, but they can apply and they are transferable to any industry and any career that the students decide to um, go into. Now, that's just a really good point, isn't it? Because there are skills that you need in the workforce that you are not 
necessarily learning in school. And for some kids, they're not learning them at home, like communication skills. As you just said, time management, like getting up. We all know of the kids that are just, you know, endlessly late for school, don't understand what it's like to be on time. Those are the kind of things that until you get to the workplace, you don't really understand them. Are they some of the things, Kim, that you see the kids sort of immediately realizing, oh, gosh, this really relates to a job? Yes. Um, even at James Campbell High School, we do have um, like something that we do have is our mock job interviews, where these are skills that um, you normally wouldn't have in a traditional classroom. But we try and um, not all parents, you know, train their kids and teach their kids on this stuff. So we we try to teach all of our students on how to present yourself um, at an interview and and um, how to respond to questions, um, not how to dress just appropriately, and um, just to be prepared for these types of skills. How to complete a job application and resume. These are things that not every parent knows how to teach their child and um, experiences that a child might not have um, if it weren't for a school. Yeah. And just to add on to that, Kim, we hear from industry partners all the time that kids enter the workforce without these employability skills. And so from the industry perspective, there's so much value in getting connected with the students, right? And making sure that the employability skills that they see are gaps within their new workforce are now in being implemented in the high schools because um, you're, I wish people were there for these mock job interviews that Kim runs, but like to see the industry partners see these students and hear these students practicing these skills is very inspiring, not from just the student perspective, but the industry perspective and the teacher perspective um, to see that these students are really learning these skills um, that will end up benefiting not only them, but also our kind of whole state here um, for workforce preparation. And you're right, because, you know, we've all heard, I think, from employers who say, oh, my gosh, we get these kids out of school and they can't look you straight in the eye or they don't know how to answer a simple interview question. I think up until now, you know, that has been a real problem, hasn't it, in school? Yes, and I think um, Campbell High School, and I'm sure a lot of schools out there have, we've really learned how to bridge the gap, you know, and how to, I mean, we're slowly but surely um, trying to get these kids prepared for the, and yes, learn the skills in these career classes. They will learn all these amazing skills, but we tell the students too, you could have all these skills, but if you can't communicate and um, get your point across and you can't even get through the interview process or can't complete an application, a job application, you'll never be able to show the employer how amazing you are. At Campbell High School, so adding on to what Kim just mentioned, um, our goal is to have all of our students practice their interview skills at the 9th grade, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade levels, focusing on different areas. Um, so at the 9th grade level, they focus on the job application, basic skills, talking about their strengths, their weaknesses. Moving up to 10th grade, we'd like the students to answer more um, uh, behavioral type behavioral interview type of questions, um, hoping that the kids have more experiences as they move up um, throughout the grade levels. So by the time they leave James Campbell High School, they'll be very equipped um, with the mock inter- with interview skills. And hopefully um, at that point, they'll be ready to apply for internships um, for their colleges, for whether they go to military, um, trade school, or whatever the student decides to do once they leave James Campbell High School. Lord Ryan, you mentioned at the beginning um, 
that there's lots of different examples of work-based learning. Can you give us an idea of just, you know, some of the things that kids can do? Yeah, I, I'm glad that we're focusing on like the amazing mock job interviews Campbell does because that's just one of the many types of work-based learning. Um, we also mentioned earlier internships. Internships is a huge thing. Um, and now in the world of the pandemic and COVID-19, um, we used to do internships just in person and now we can do it virtually. And we've been experimenting about what that looks like. So for employers, there's so many different ranges of different things they can do um, where they don't have to necessarily have the student in person to really have that work-based learning experience. So we've had guest speakers that come on virtually into classrooms. We've had virtual field trips that we're able to go to um, and like film um, what's happening within the workplace and talk to the different types of um, workers that work there that fill many different types of roles within the organization. Um, many different types, like we're about to launch a wide young professionals mentoring program, which is really exciting um, to help these students kind of learn um, from the different industry people, but also in that one-to-one connection that you can't really get um, in a high school setting without that industry support. So there are so many different types. Um, and so one of the things that I encourage people to do, um, and we're probably going to talk about this later, is um, connect with us to make sure that they can learn about the different ways to um, get involved with work-based learning and the different types to make sure our students are well-prepared for the workforce. And should schools reach out to you? I mean, is this is this a program that, I mean, it's in its early stages at Campbell, for example, and it does, it is in progress at other schools, but really what we're looking for here is it to be everywhere, I would imagine, right? For it to become part of everyone's curriculum, not just certain schools. Should they be reaching out to you? Yeah, I would say they can reach out to me as an intermediary. I think also um, from the industry side, actually, it can go back and forth, right? The schools can reach out to these industry partners and it just takes one phone call or one email to make that instant connection. Um, and so the hope is that they actually create those um, instantaneous connections. Um, our industry partners, obviously, we encourage you to go to the schools, but if you need that intermediary piece from the chamber, that's where I come in. Um, that's where education and workforce development um, comes in. But I do want to pass it to Geraldine because I know Geraldine does a lot of work in connecting with industry partners and from the educator perspective can probably provide that better than I can um, as a chamber member and chamber worker. Thanks, Lord Ryan. Um, chamber of Commerce Hawaii has been... Um very important to us because they've been connecting us to a lot of our internship sites as well as other um, partnerships that we have out there. Um, In the spring, we had 19 internship sites willing to take on our students. Um, 31 of our students participated. And um, for the internship program, I'll just give you a little bit of background of how we run our program. Um, students are expected to complete 120 hours. Uh, we assign the student intern to a site mentor. So at the internship site, we ask our internship sites to provide a mentor to work with our kids throughout their internship program. At Campbell High School, we have a teacher mentor who mentors the kids, meets with them on a weekly basis for about an hour. And so that comes out to about 18 weeks with 120 hours. The students are expected to complete a problem-based learning project So we work very closely with the industry partners, um, the industry uh, internship sites, making sure that we do a lot of planning beforehand. A lot of time does go into it. So if you are looking to partner with a school, um, make sure that you do set up that time beforehand working with the schools to make sure that the expectations are set for the project, for the intern, um, for the mentors as well. And um, I'll just share some of the best practices that um, we have at James Campbell High School that I've experienced. Um, So it's important to have that strong relationship 
and partnership and making sure that it is a partnership between the school and the and the internship site because on the industry side um, it could be a potential uh, employee of the company they want to make sure that they're growing their workforce um, and on our end, we want to make sure that the students have that experience, providing them with that experience. Um, it's very important to have a champion from both the school and the internship site um, and marketing to the students. So we did have some internship um, sites that were available, but we had difficulties filling them up. And so that's definitely something that we need to work on um, at the school level is how do we make sure that all of the internship positions are filled Um so marketing those positions out to the students. So we've been using a lot of social media, school email, school bulletin, um, having presentations from the industry sites come in that has been very helpful so that they can share with the students firsthand what the students can expect, what the company's about, what they're going to learn, um, what are they going to experience throughout that internship program. Um, and keeping in mind that the internship is a learning experience for the student. So you're going to have kids who are great. You're going to have kids who already have experiences. On the flip side, you might have kids who don't have any experience at all. And that's where the learning comes from. And that's where it's going to be important that the communication, the partnership with the school and the industry um, partner um, has so that you can make adjustments throughout the program to make sure that the experience goes well for um, both industry and the school. And presumably for the industries that are involved, this is really an amazing opportunity for them. It might take, as Geraldine says, some time and some commitment, and that's a lot of hours of training. But at the end of it, you might actually find out that you've already got the employee that you want who's going to come to you and start working with you. Do you find, has that started to happen already? We actually have um, a few of our interns got hired, which is amazing. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, one of our internship sites, Cutter Automotive, which we're so blessed and thankful to have that partnership with. They hired two of our interns um, who are very interested in automotive. They hired that student. We had another company, um, Duluth Corporation. They hired the student as well. Um, so great opportunity for industry to find great employees or future employees to work for their company and start to really build their brand um, and their workforce. I love that. Well, congratulations. I mean, we're going to ask you before we go about more success stories because I think people love to hear, you know, how successful uh, local programs are. I'm wondering, um, does this take investment as well? I mean, uh, you know, I know one of the things about the amazing programs at public schools is that there, there's always a shortage of money. There's never a shortage of creativity. There's never a shortage of amazing teachers, but there's always a shortage of money. Is this something that, you know, you could use donations for? You could use investments for? I'm thinking that there are going to be, you know, industry leaders listening who recognize the benefit of training young people and think we want to invest in that if we can. Um, I'm... I don't know about donations and how all that works, but I do know um, we, we really like the idea of a partnership. We don't want it to ever be a one-sided thing where this business partner comes in and gives us all these things and amazing opportunities, and there's nothing for us to give them back. After the mock job interviews in December, and I met with some of the um, amazing NOAA um, representatives, and they um, they reached out to me, and they said, hey, we would love to work with your classes now. And so, yes, they helped us with their mock job interviews, but we were able to, in turn, try to get teachers to have them um, create some um, public service announcements. And so then, um, and I, you know, whether or not they used it or not, um, I'm not sure, but at least... 
we were able to try to offer them something. And at the same time, um, by working with NOAA as an industry, as a partner, um, our students learned ma- ma- main, uh, like major skills. They learned how to listen to the business partner to create these ads for them. And then, um, so we do like the idea of partnerships. We don't, you know, it, it needs to be a partnership in order for, you know, for everyone to work well, cohesively. And that's... Oh, and Joe, so we're trying to like <laughs> hop on each other right now. Um, but, and Joe, just to add on to you, in terms of the investment piece, like a lot of work-based learning opportunities are free. Like when you think about like a guest speaker opportunity, like it doesn't cost money to get be a guest speaker to a class. It, it costs time and it costs investment and it costs planning, but it doesn't necessarily cost money in order to do so. Um, when it, we come to the investment pieces, when you start to build that relationship and that um that opportunities with this, um, the teachers as well as the school, the investment in that could also be that time. But also when you start to learn about the problem-based type of learning that they're doing, like there's, um, for example, Waipahu High School does like a tiny home um, kind of problem-based learning project where the industry partners are now investing some of the money into that program in order to support those students in creating those like tiny homes so that they're learning um, those pieces of engineering, those mechanics, those building construction pieces. And so after you build that relationship, you can see where the investment might lie in terms of money but when you think about those like day-to-day types of work-based learning opportunities like those guest speaker experience like those mock job interviews um, like those like virtual field trips like those are free Um, it's just really figuring out what exactly you want to do with the partnership and we hope that these partnerships are sustainable um, right it's not just like these one-off kind of work-based learning like a la carte models we want to make sure like if you I'm having I'm an industry partner connecting with Kim Vertudazo and like her students and I love the experience I want to go back to Kim and be like hey what else can we do together to make sure these students are prepared So the best investment is the time and the mentorship and the leadership in the beginning. And if you do that, that's going to bear the results. Lord, I mean, obviously, we can talk about this for a really long time. Oh, but yeah, we, we have so much to say. You know? So much to say. You <laughs> Give can us always, a full hour. <laughs> you can always come back for podcast number two. Uh, how does industry get involved? For people who are listening right now who think, I want to know more about that. I want to do more with that. Yeah, what, what should they do? I think there are two ways. One way is to get connected with me, a local intermediary with the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. And so um, I don't know if my email is in the bio, um, but you can definitely get connected with me on the Chamber site or you can contact Lord Ryan Lazardo at lrlazardo at coc Hawaii. Org, or you can like contact your local high school. I think there are so many different opportunities. Like Geraldine's an academy co- coordinator and director there. Absolutely. You can contact me if you're interested in partnering with James Campbell High School with any work-based learning industry experience, whether it's internship, mock interviews, guest speakers, or things like that. Yeah, so I think there are or two different ways. Um, and so as an industry partner, like really go out there. I think if you are really wanting to get involved with the future workforce, there are many different ways to get involved. It's just making that time again. Time is a big part of this, um, that time commitment in order to um, kind of connect and do so. But that investment of time, I think, has never been more opportune than right now, having seen what has happened to our workforce because of, you know, the pandemic. I think employers have never been more aware of how important a local workforce is. So you're all doing great work and hopefully you're going to have a lot more people joining the program. We've been talking about work-based learning. If you want more information on it and you want to get involved, then as we've just heard, there is many, many ways that you can. Our guests today were Lord Ryan Lazardo, Geraldine Valencia and Kim Bertudazo. Thank you all for joining us. That was really enlightening and informative. 
Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thank fun. you so much. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's local business. <laughs>